Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to Let's Talk Portland, Intercom Radio Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. Make-A-Wish Oregon has been granting life-changing wishes of children with critical illnesses living in Oregon and Clark County, Washington for 40 years. They are definitely doing amazing work. Let's talk about it. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Caitlin Bolduck, PR and Communications Manager for Make-A-Wish Oregon, and also Sarah Draper. Sarah, you are a wish mom. Welcome to Let's Talk Portland, ladies. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. So, uh, Caitlin, let's get started with you. Tell us about Make-A-Wish Oregon. What do we need to know? Sure. So we grant the wishes of children who are battling critical illnesses and are living in our community. So in the middle of chaos and sadness in their life, we are there to bring pure joy and fun. And what we can do is is extraordinary. And if you have the opportunity to witness that, it's so powerful. Um, Make-A-Wish as an organization was established in 1980. Um, A group of caring volunteers kind of helped fulfill the wish of a young boy who wanted to become a police officer. Um, The foundation is now the largest wish-granting organization across the country. There's 62 different chapters. Ours was the fifth to form. Wow. And yeah, that was in 1983. And... um, our first wish was a little boy who was battling leukemia, and he wished to meet Eric Estrada of the show Chips at the yeah. time. It was a really special wish that brought a lot of hope at a time they needed it most. That's awesome. Yeah. Seems like uh, Make-A-Wish, it just seems so much part of our, our culture and our life. It's, I'm surprised that it has only been around since 1980. Yeah. It seems like it's been around a lot yeah, longer. Yeah, we're celebrating 40 years this year. That's awesome. Yeah. How did you get involved with Make-A-Wish? Um, so I used to be a journalist. And I think I did a story once um, on a wish and was so moved by witnessing that that I, I, I really, really wanted to figure out a way to get involved with the organization. And then once I saw Bat Kid in San Francisco, I don't know if you've seen uh, yeah, that. Yeah, Bat Kid. Oh my gosh, that was incredible. So when I saw that, I was like, yep, I have to do something with this organization. Um, so I became a volunteer wish granter um, and then emceed a couple events for them. And just knew one day in the back of my mind, it would just be a dream of mine to work for the organization whose sole purpose is to do good. And when the PR and communications gig opened up, um, I mean, I I jumped at the opportunity <laughs> and I haven't looked back ever since. It's, it's amazing, meaningful work every day. That is so awesome. So I bet you've seen some cool wishes during your time there. Yeah. Um, I've been there for about two years um, Gosh, every wish is cool for its yeah, own reason. Yeah. I mean, we grant wishes for kids who, you know, are so imaginative. So, like, even a trip to Disneyland is, is more of a trip to Disneyland because maybe they want to go for a very specific reason or a character. Um, it's kind of hard to pinpoint, like, a, a favorite wish um, because they're all so special and different. Right. But I, I think, um, you know, one that has really touched me in this last year is – a Vancouver teens wish to see the cherry blossoms in Japan. Wow. It was, it, 
it, and to hear her backstory, it's just even more moving, really. And she she was battling um, cancer, and she wanted to see the cherry blossoms in Japan, um, which is very timely, right? It's connected to the season, so she wanted to go in spring. Um, and unfortunately, she... Um, <clears throat> you know, was was dealing with cancer and kind of hit a roadblock in her treatment and had to put the wish on hold because she wasn't medically cleared to travel, which is an unfortunate reality sometimes in, in the work that we do. Um, but what happened next was that it became this kind of motivation for her to fight through and get through it and, and have something to look forward to. And um, it was just kind of like this light at the end of the tunnel for her. If she could just do all these treatments, she could get to that Cherry Blossom Festival next spring, right? So I guess that would have been... It's 2020 now. So that was mm -hmm. 2019. Um, spring rolls around. She's healthy. She's thriving. She's medically cleared to travel. Um, she gets to Japan. She's so excited. She's shaking, you know, and she goes to see these cherry blossoms and she sends us photos right away. And you just look at her and she's looking up at these cherry blossoms. And most everyone in our office was brought to tears because you just know like how much that moment meant to her and how meaningful it was. And in chatting with her after the trip, she said it, it gave her a positive outlook on the world, appreciative of diverse cultures. She was less nervous about her future and was fulfilled in a way that made her overthink her future less. So just that trip, you know, it's, it's powerful medicine. And, and we could tell stories like that all day about, about each wish that we grant. Yeah, you must see that a lot. That uh, I liked when you were telling about the motivation of the trip, it really inspired her to to heal herself i yeah. bet that is so great yeah i mean there's no separating emotional healing from physical healing they're right. truly so connected together and we know that wishes do bring that healing and in a way it's powerful medicine how are wishes granted um wishes are granted um with you know a group of caring people coming together to make it happen. That's, um, you know, somebody knowing a kid in our community who is battling a critical illness and refers them to Make-A-Wish. It's our network of volunteers. There's more than 420 across the state who then go out and meet with that kid, figure out what their one true wish is, and then tell us back at the office. And then it's, it's through our generous community that we are able to grant wishes because we solely rely on donations to grant these wishes. And I think that's maybe a common misconception among the public. Um, the average cash cost of a wish is about $7,500. Certainly that varies based on what the wish is and how large a family is and if they're traveling. Um, but, you know, the wishes that kids ask for, they're not funded by the individual or organization that they're wishing to meet or the place they're wishing to go to. Like While we do have several in-kind partners that help offset some of those costs, we're funding each and every one of those wishes. We do not get any government funding. Um, we rely on the community. So simply put, wishes would not happen without our donors. And um, last year alone, we granted a record number. That's 269 wishes. Wow. Yeah. And right now in our community, in Oregon, Southwest Washington, we know there are 219 kids who are waiting for their wish to come true. That must be such fulfilling work for you. Yeah. It, it is fulfilling, um, meaningful work every day to know that we are stepping into a family's life during some maybe dark and scary uncertain times and 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 being that hope for them and and being there solely to give them that one thing that they want 
um, you want to wrap your arms around, yeah. you know, these families and just just give them the world. And it's it's it is meaningful work. Yeah. We're talking today with Caitlin Bolduck with uh, Make-A-Wish Oregon and also Sarah Draper's on the phone with us. Sarah, you're a wish mom. Tell us how you got involved yeah. with Make-A-Wish. Uh, my son, Wyatt, was diagnosed in August 2018 with diffuse intrinsic potent glioma, which also is known as the ICG. It's an aggressive type of brain cancer. And that was at the beginning of August. And at the end of August, we were approached by Make a Wish um, to have Wyatt's wish granted. So that's how we initially got involved with it. And do you know, uh, Caitlin, do you know Sarah? Yes, I've met Sarah. Great. Were you involved with Wyatt's wish? Um, our office was, I personally wasn't involved um, with the granting of his wish, but I know the team that was, and they worked so hard and very quickly on this wish because we knew that time um, was of the essence to be able to fulfill this wish um, for his family so they could have this time together before treatment started. Um, and we just really wanted to give them this opportunity to escape, get away from the weight of everything here and have the best time. Um, together as a family in Disneyland. That's awesome. Sarah, could you tell us about Wyatt? Um, he was very loving and um, loved to give. He loved to give to his family and to his friends. He enjoyed art, so he was constantly making art projects for everybody. Um, every time he'd go to the store, he always wanted to buy stuff for his friends or for his siblings. He constantly had a smile on his face and loved to make other people laugh. Uh, I think it was his life's mission was to make people happy and to love everybody. Sarah, your son Wyatt, uh, his wish was to go to Disneyland. Could you tell us about your trip? Yeah, we um, started... They picked us up in a limo, which was, I mean, for all my kids, I have four other kids besides Wyatt, and they were super excited about that. It was a little hard to get Wyatt into the limo initially. He wasn't super excited. <laughs> Once he got inside, though, he, I mean, grinned like cheek to cheek, full on, super happy. Um, and then our Make-A-Wish ambassadors, uh, Tracy was his name. He took us into the airport through security, made sure that everybody in the waiting area knew that we were a Make-A-Wish family. He got to get on early and meet the pilots. Um, and then once we got to Disneyland, well, to California, we were picked up with a limo and taken to our hotel. Um, we got... Make-A-Wish does, they do genie passes, which allows you to be at the front of the line of every ride, which um, in our situation with Wyatt, not being able, I mean, he wouldn't have been able to wait in the big line. So that was in itself just a really amazing experience to be able to do that. And then just, I mean, we ran into people who were Make-A-Wish families previous, who they noticed us and they, like their situation, they still 
were able to get to the front of the line, but they were letting us go ahead of them because it was like our make-a-wish trip. So it was very important for them to, you know, that we got the most out of our trip. And we, um, we sweat, white loves water. So we had, you know, I think, I'm trying to think of, I forgot, California, Oh, why did they just get where we stayed? Anyways, but they had a really nice pool and water slide. That was a big plus of it. Um, they had, we did a character breakfast, the goofy breakfast, which the kids loved. And it was nice to see all the characters come through. And I mean, there's just a whole bunch of little touches throughout our trip to Disneyland that would just really was special and meant a lot. And, you know, that just shows you that Make-A-Wish goes above and beyond just a trip to Disneyland. It, you know, they make sure every little, you know, your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted. It sounds like a really wonderful trip, not only for Wyatt, but for your whole family. Is that right? Yes. And I think, um, you know, our situation was a little different than, you know, like things that, um, experiences that Caitlin was talking about in the sense that with the type of diagnosis that Wyatt had, there's, a less than 1% survival rate. So no one has survived the type of cancer that our son was diagnosed with. And we pretty much from the hospital got to go home and enjoy your time together. There wasn't a, you know, here's the treatment plan and, you know, he can get through this. He can battle. There's, you know, a 50% survival rate. We can do surgery. We can try to remove it. It was pretty much, here's your death sentence, right? Um, so for us, going to Disneyland, but it really meant a lot to us because it was just one more time that we got to be together as a family and, you know, forget about the doctors, forget about the appointments, um, and just put aside the world for a minute and just be in the moment as a family. And it meant a lot to Wyatt, but looking back, it meant a lot to our other kids and to us because that's something, a memory that they'll have for a lifetime with their brother that we couldn't have created for them on our own. Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your story about Wyatt. That's wonderful. And, and I, I've heard you've decided to carry on the memory of your, of your son in a special way this summer. Tell me about the Trailblaze Challenge you're involved with. Yeah, well, I did it last year for the first time. I was just on social media and because we had done our Make-A-Wish through Oregon, I follow them on Instagram and their post came up about the Trailblaze Challenge and I knew instantly that it was something that I needed to do. I needed to do it to honor Wyatt. I needed to do it to help other families and other kids that are going through similar experiences that we've, you know, that we went through that um, I think it was to help with, you know, in the grieving process as well, to go out and know that I was helping other people, but that I was also doing it in honor of them. And so I signed up again to do it this year because it was it was such an amazing experience. Yeah, but it's a real great bonding experience, too, with other people who've maybe had the same journey you have. Yeah, definitely. I think it was... I think I assumed going into it that most people that were doing this hike were doing it because they were Make-A-Wish families um, and they've been through, you know, 
experiences that we've been through, but it was actually really surprising that probably 50% of the people there just got on a bulletin board and just decided to do it. They got a friend to do it with them, and they didn't really know what to expect. They didn't really know a lot about Make-A-Wish. They just wanted to do it for the hike. That's really cool. We have some cool... Yeah, I think that was the biggest surprise out of all of it, for me at least. It was just really impressive. For me, I had a reason why I was there, why I was doing it, but these other people just were like, you know, let's take it on. Let's take on the challenge. Let's donate the money. And I think that really, it really touched me a bit. People did that. Yeah. Sarah, can you tell us how our our listeners can maybe help out and support you during this, uh, during the Trailblaze Challenge? Yeah, definitely. Um, They can either hike themselves or if they're not capable or if they're not available during that time, there's um, on the website, there's donation pages and they can donate specifically to our team, Warrior Wyatt. We are trying to raise $15,000 this year towards the Trailblaze Challenge. So any little bit definitely helps to reach our goal. And the challenge is happening this summer at, uh, is it Silver Falls State Park? Yes. Okay. What a beautiful place to take a big, long, nice hike. It is gorgeous. There's lots of waterfalls at the beginning and then just lots of forest and it's very pretty. That's so great. Let me introduce once again, Caitlin Bolduck, uh, communications manager with Make-A-Wish Oregon. How can the community help? And besides doing a walk like this, how else can the community help out? Yeah, sure. Certainly a big way to help is the participation of the Trailblaze Challenge, which is happening um, this summer, July 16th through the 18th. It's a 26.3 mile hike through Silver Falls State Park all in one day. Um, and proceeds support granting future wishes. Um, But beyond participating in one of our events, there are several ways that they um, can help grant wishes. Um, and, And truly that is by giving either cash donations or airline miles. So because 80% of wishes involve travel in some way, you can imagine a bulk of our costs really is airfare. So if you're feeling like you're not in a position to give cash, um, if you look at what miles you have accumulated, maybe you have an odd amount, you know, you're not going to do anything with that, or it's not enough to get you somewhere and it's about to expire, you can donate your airline miles to Make-A-Wish Oregon. And once you do, they'll never expire. And that's great to know. Yes, exactly. And and it truly does make a huge impact um, on offsetting our costs because we can use those miles to help take wishes, help wishes take flight across the country. Um, and also when you do give a donation, a cash donation, um, maybe your business might match. A lot of businesses do have that opportunity. You just have to ask about it. Um, but if you do provide a generous donation, they would be willing to match up to 100%. So that's a way to make your donation go even further. And, you know, I know that sometimes people think, well, I don't have that money to give. I don't have those miles to give. Maybe I only have $5 to give. Would, would that even make a difference? And to them, I would say, Yes, absolutely. Every dollar counts. If it's five, ten, twenty dollars a month, um, over time, that makes a huge impact. And and maybe an avenue for giving for them would be becoming um, a part of our monthly wishmaker club. Um, you can you can have your donations add up over time. Maybe buying one less coffee a week. Um, 
you know, that that adds up and that yeah. can make a difference in the life of a kid. You know, we say that $10 a month can be a wish party for a child. $50 a month can equal a hotel stay for a wish family. $100 a month can equal airfare. Um, and then, you know, if you're feeling like even that might be too much, which is, of course, understandable, um, maybe that's out of reach. Something like planned giving could even be a great option for you because you're not giving right now. But if you put Make-A-Wish organs, say, in your will or in some other avenue of your life, you can be giving down the road um, and, and impacting wishes well into the future. And we actually just had a donor do just that last summer. And um, when we got that generous gift, I mean, the gift from that estate was enough to grant like 80 wishes wow. alone, oh, which was a wonderful thing. Yeah. A game changer for us. So certainly many ways to get involved and help make a difference through our events, through giving, through donating miles. And you can find out more about all of that on Oregon.wish.org. Tell us some, about some of the events you have uh, throughout the year. Yeah. So trailblaze challenge is an event happening this summer. Um, we also have our Walk for Wishes, which is at the Oregon Zoo on Saturday, May 16th. And that's a super fun way to get involved, um, too. It's a one-mile, much less than the Trailblaze Challenge, one-mile loop through the Oregon Zoo. It's superhero-themed, and, and all money raised there also supports local wishes. And then we have our formal gala in the fall. It's called the Wish Ball, um, which is a formal dinner. That's later in October, and okay. people can attend that support wishes as well. So it looks like in 2019, you had a record amount of wishes granted. That's yeah, that's more, kind of a bittersweet thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, we do know that um, this does mean that there are many kids in our community that are battling critical illnesses, but but what, what we're trying to do is to bring them joy. So it is bittersweet, but 269 kids living in our community, we granted their wishes. And, you know, I do think that there is this conception that Make-A-Wish only grants wishes for kids with terminal illnesses, but I do want to stress um, that we grant wishes for kids with critical illnesses, and there is a long length of conditions that might qualify. And our job is to reach every eligible child living in our community. So truly, you know, we we want to provide this opportunity for, for every kid who deserves hope. Every kid deserves hope. Yeah. And you said a little bit earlier how many kids are, are waiting for wishes. Tell us again. Um, yeah, we know that 219 kids right now um, are waiting for their wish to come true. But we know that, that that's not maybe every eligible child. So if you know of a kid um, in your family, in your school, um, you know, if there are medical professionals out there that have any questions about kids who might qualify, um, I would certainly recommend that they would submit a referral in that process. Um, they can go on to our website and see if a kid is potentially qualifies. Um, we have certain qualifications um, to receive a wish. Um, you have to be two and a half or um, younger than 18 at the time that you are referred. And the treating physician would determine a child's eligibility for a wish. Um, you would be suffering from progressive, degenerative, or malignant condition currently um, placing the child's life in jeopardy. Um, and so, you know, like I said, that's a long list. That could be cancer, heart conditions, brain tumors, digestive um, diseases, rare diseases, things that maybe you wouldn't think about. Um, but I would just say refer. Yeah. And and certainly if that child qualifies, it would be our honor to fulfill that wish. And uh, you told us about a pretty 
awesome wish to go to Japan, but I've, yeah. I'm assuming there's been some probably simpler and very unique wishes. Oh too. gosh, yes, yeah, so many. So we just had a kid wish to design his own comic book. Oh, cool. That was super cool. Um, certainly, there are a lot of Disney wishes, Disney World, Disney Alani wishes. Um, but we had a kid wish to go on a food tour of Italy. Um, those photos, we were all yeah, living vicariously oh, through. Delicious. Um, also, we had a kid wish to meet his favorite um, celebrity chef in New York. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of other ones. A kid wished to have a pony. Um, another one wished to have a unicorn-themed movie theater room. That was a very specific, adorable wow. <laughs> wish. Yeah. There's always puppy wishes, too, and those are so joyful for... Yeah. You know, kids are so imaginative. Yes, it's, they are. It's just really fantastic. So, in the last minute or so we have here, how about giving out some information where people can get more information about Make a Wish? Sure. I would say the best way that people can get more information is by going to Oregon.wish.org and kind of browsing around there. If they're looking to donate, the direct link would be Oregon.wish.org/donate. Um, but like I had mentioned before, plan giving, matching gifts, um, our monthly Wishmaker Club a list of our events, all of that information is on our website. Um, and certainly we in the office will be able to, available to answer any questions that they might have. And Sarah, I'm assuming you would probably highly recommend Make-A-Wish, right? Yes, very much so. That's awesome. Well, I'd like to thank you both for being on the show. This has been really great. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. We've been talking today with Caitlin Bolduck, PR and Communications Manager for Make-A-Wish Oregon, and Sarah Draper, a Wish Mom. Let's Talk Portland is an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program.